alone are my heart's desire, and I long to worship Thee. For You alone are my strength, my shield. To You alone does my spirit yield. You Desire and I long to worship Thee. You're my friend. Oh, You're my friend, and You are my brother. Even though You are my King, oh, I want You more than any other. So much more than anything. For you alone are my strength, my shield. To you alone does my spirit yield. You alone are my heart's desire. I want you more than gold. Oh, I want you more than gold or silver. Only you can satisfy. For you alone are the real joy giver and the apple of my eye. To you alone does my spirit yield. Sister Frida gets ready to come. You alone are my heart's desire and I long. Sing that once again. You alone. For you alone are my strength, my shield. You alone does my spirit yield. You alone are my heart's desire, and I long to worship Thee. Um, can I give just a short testimony? Um, I know that you guys n- knew that I was going to have more scans done, but I never really give a report on it. But I just didn't really want to say anything negative um, after the great news. Um, but then it dawned on me that this wasn't such bad news. But when I went, and, and they called me in immediately back to from my house back up to the doctor's office said you got to come immediately you got blood clot in your lung so i went turns out i had little teeny tiny bits of blood clots in both lungs and that scared me but then um 
I thought, you know, that's that's just like God. I mean, that could be God breaking that cancer up, what was left in, and and all they know it is that it's little blood clots, you know, and then and and it's just like God to have me come in so they could give me a blood thinner so those little blood clots wouldn't shoot through my heart and kill me, you know. So anyway, I'm taking it as a positive that that's what it is. So I'm taking blood clots. I mean, I'm taking blood thinner. And this song I'd like to dedicate to Pop and Nanny, being today is the Pastor Appreciation. My feet 
have walked through too many treasures awaiting over yonder there's just too much to gain to lose too many sunsets lie behind the mountains sing with me too many rivers my feet have walked through There's just too much to gain to lose. Now there's just too much to gain to lose. I love that song. Too much to gain to lose. It's worth serving the Lord. It's worth serving Christ, even in the late hour that we're living in. Praise the Lord Jesus. Uh, Esther and Lily, if they want to come. As I kneel in the darkness in the middle of the night, I'm praying for assurance everything's gonna be alright. Lord, I see another battle, it's out in front of me. I'm afraid I won't be able to go down. He said, do you remember where I brought you from? Just take a look behind me and see how far you've come. Oh, and every time you asked me, didn't I deliver you? So why would you be thinking that I wouldn't see you through? I walk on the water and I calmed the raging seas. I spoke to the wind and it hushed and I gave you peace. Didn't I run to your rescue and hear you when you called? I walked right beside you so you wouldn't fall. Didn't I leave all of heaven just to die for your sin? I searched until I found you, and I do it all again. Now she's talking to her father in a house that was once a home. 
She said, my bills are coming due, Lord, and six days is not that long. She hears a voice so soft and low. She said, I've moved like that before, and I'll do this little thing, and I'll give you so much more. Didn't I walk on the water? I spoke to the wind, and it hushed, and I gave you peace. Didn't I run to your rescue? Didn't I hear you when you called? I walked right beside you, just so you wouldn't fall. Didn't I leave all of heaven just to die for your sins? I searched until I found you, and I'd do it all again. On the water, and I calmed the raging sea. I spoke to the wind, and it hushed, and I gave you peace. Didn't I run to your rescue? Didn't I hear you when you called? I Right beside you, just so you wouldn't fall. Didn't I leave all of heaven just to die for your sin? I searched until I found you, and I do it all again. Didn't I leave all of heaven just to die for your sin? I searched until I found you, and I do it all again. Aren't you glad that he was looking for us? And he found me. He found you. Praise God, and now you're here serving him by his grace. Brother John Durrett, you want to come help us take up our offering? Amen. We have one more special, and so with this one, we'll have Brother Wade come out towards the end of that special. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We thank you, Father, Lord Jesus. Oh, God, if you've done so much for us, Father, we're just so thankful, Lord, that we can lean on you, Lord. We can trust you, Lord Jesus. Lord, we appreciate you, Lord. We pray you bless the remainder of this service, Lord. Certainly bless the tithes and the offerings, Lord Jesus. And just prepare our hearts, Lord, to receive the word. Strengthen our brother, Lord God. May he just be a yielded vessel, Lord, this afternoon, Lord. May we be attentive, just pulling on that gift. Lord, we commit the rest of this service, the tithes and the offerings, and everything into your hands. In Jesus Christ's name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Lily. Thank you, Esther. I'm going to have the, the group go ahead and come and sing. Amen. Before before we do it, uh, I mean, while they're coming up, I just want to I just want to say to Brother Dale and Sister Nick, Peggy, we appreciate you, Brother Dale. I know we haven't heard you speak in a year, over a year, but we we miss that. We miss. But I'm so glad. I'm so glad that 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 you, the word that you preached was recorded, and many people around the world are benefiting from it. So he may not be preaching, but people are still benefiting from that word. So we just appreciate that.
this feeling And the emptiness I tried so hard to hide Though I laughed and said my life was fine without you I was covering up the secret tears I cried Then one day someone told me of your mercy And the love you showed on a hill called Calvary There you died and purchased my redemption When you broke sin's power and set my spirit free I'm amazed amazed that you love me You know the many times I've gone astray But I've learned your love is stronger than my weakness And your ears are open every time I pray No one else has ever cared for me like you, Lord Friends can never be so close to me. I'm not afraid to face the problems of tomorrow. Knowing you are everything I'll ever need. I'm amazed that you love me.
I'm amazed how he loved me. He loved you before you became became even human. He had you in his mind before the foundation of the world. He actually had you in his mind while he was making all this. Amen. And he made it by your desire because we're going to a future home that was made because of what? Our desire. This is a, uh, a journey that we're taking in between. Uh, we're getting some life lessons. And uh, like Brother Ernie Villanueva always said, I can't believe he's gone. Brother Ernie always said, we're not humans having a spiritual uh, experience. We're spiritual people having a human experience. Amen? Because we, we were in the spirit mind of God before the foundation of the world. Amen? <clears throat> Good to be in the house of the Lord. Good to be back. Good to uh, see every one of you. And I got some papers we're going to pass out here, but let's uh, let me get all this booted up, and I'll start with getting these out of the way. I forgot my pen. No, I didn't. It's nineteen sixty. No, you didn't hear all of it. Zero. Thank you. <clears throat> Well, guess what? If you want to uh, duplicate it, go ahead. There's nothing wrong with it. You can have you have all my sermons, every one of them. You can get them all. Can't you take them all off. But um, remember, Brother Aaron will be speaking for us Wednesday. Bethel Camp's coming up. We've kind of got everything figured out, um, how we're getting everybody there. So um, um, we will... Uh, be getting the the ones from Ohio and also <clears throat> Mercy, and then the rest of y'all. I ask, and everybody's kind of pretty, pretty well. Uh, I don't know how they're gonna get everybody in Esther's car, but maybe you could put the put Michael on top. Put him in a luggage rack, huh? He's going in the trunk. You better put somebody small in that trunk. <laughs> You see those things now, you know, for for Halloween, they got the hands hanging out the trunk like somebody's in the back of it. Well, his hands would literally be hanging out the trunk. But uh, we want to pray for that camp, pray for the for the um, uh, young brothers and sisters to get something from the Lord. And we appreciate the uh, brother uh, Matthew and, and his dad for putting it on, brother Jason Watkins. Just pray for the different ones. Brother Aaron's going, brother Boyd's going, and... Brother Luis is going. They're going to be counselors and help out with the security. So just pray for them as they go. That will be next week. All right, after the second service, we got Pastor Appreciation Month this month, and we've got cake and ice cream for everybody. And again, as, as uh, Brother Luis said, we sure appreciate it. There's, there's no way until we get to the, to the, to the streets of glory uh, how much an impact that this church has had through Brother Dale through the, in, in the world. In the world. Amen. So, you know, sometimes we think you you might be asleep and you're going to the land of Nod, but somebody's in the promised land listening. It may be that they're listening later on or, uh, or you know, listening to different series, but uh, we appreciate that. We appreciate the, the brothers that did all the work for putting this thing together. Because at first, if you'll know, my pop was not for this Internet business. But I thank God, God changed his mind. Amen. And we did, were able to put it out over the airwaves. And, and y'all just don't know how much it costs to do that. It costs a lot. And it costs a lot of the brothers' um, time 
to uh, to put this together and to keep it going and to keep uh, brother Joe, you got you know you it's like working on cars. It's you, there's always something tearing up, <clears throat> and you got to fix it. I know all you that are in in computers know that it just don't when you mash a button, it just don't always come on. Amen. <clears throat> so they have to uh, fix. And I don't know one thing's for sure. If there's something happening and it's not going from here out somewhere else, that phone starts ringing in the back immediately. We can't get online. We can't hear a thing. We can't see nothing. So, and then they have to go and scramble and try to get everything back together. So we sure appreciate them. And let's give them a big hand too. <clears throat> All right, November the 5th, uh, also, no, November the 5th, there'll be no Bible study because we're going to have to come here and we're going to do, <coughs> excuse me, we're going to get ready for the uh, wedding. We're doing a rehearsal here, uh, and so there won't be any Bible study. Also, November the 6th will be the wedding for Lily and Zach, yes. and uh, yes. yes, well, anyway, um, yes, but we're sure looking forward to it. But now let me ask you a question. <clears throat> that will mean we won't be able to take communion and foot washing that Sunday because we'll have one service, and some of them won't be here. They'll be over there getting everything ready, which is fine, and we won't be able to have communion and foot washing that Sunday. We won't be able to have it that next Sunday because that's the uh, Thanksgiving dinner. We'll only have one service. The next weekend, Brother Andrew Glover will be here, and we won't be able to have it then. We might we could be able to have it last of November, but... Why don't we have it? And then in December, we got the church thing on the 4th. So that's going to, we're not going to be able to take communion for a couple of months. So why don't we, yeah, I said the same thing. And Brother Bob came up with a good idea. We're just going to take it next Sunday. End of the month, which will be the 29th. That'll be for November. So we're going to take communion and foot washing next Sunday. I know some of you won't be here, but that's okay. But next Sunday, we'll do communion and foot washing. And that will be for November, and then we'll try to figure out December if we can. But a lot of times we don't in December because of all the things that goes on. So is that okay with everybody? We'll have it next Sunday? Okay. I don't want to do without it two months in a row. Y'all be all kind of backslid. <clears throat> when I say y'all, I mean me too. Okay? It's, it's, it's y'all and all. All y'all. Amen? I told Brother... Um, I told Sister Janet yesterday, we were talking about Brother Mike. I said, look, he's getting the best prayer and the best care. So he can't lose. So like I said before, he's people praying around the world. Chris Long, I called to tell him about it, and somebody had already called him from the Ukraine. Right in the middle of a battle over there, they're fighting the Russians, and somebody had enough to, to, to hear what was going on and call Brother Chris because they had just went over there to uh, Norway. <clears throat> and they knew who Brother Chris was, and they called him and told him about it. So you just never know. This this thing that we call a worldwide web, I like the one we have. I don't care about that one, but you got to use the devil's equipment every once in a while to get the uh, to get the message out and to get messages out for people to start praying. Amen? So we'll have communion foot washing next Sunday, Lord willing, after second service, as usual, and then we will... Uh, then we'll continue and try to figure out what to do in December. Remember the wedding. If you have not RSVP'd, it shut off when? Today? Yesterday. Yesterday. Last, Monday. Last Monday. Sorry. If you didn't, if you RSVP'd, you ain't coming. Sorry. Well, she said that. What? If anyone has to leave, they come talk to me. Yes. If you, if you do, would like to come and you were 
let's see, I said one, two, about seven times that y'all need to do that before. If you hadn't listened, then go see Lily and just beg and plead, okay? Bring cookies. Bring cookies, yeah. No, money. Bring money. Beg your way in, yeah. It's a $30 late fee. Sorry, $50 late fee. I get 20 you get 30 <clears throat> So anyway, all right, we got the wedding coming up. And we sure appreciate Sister Lily and Brother Zach, amen. <clears throat> we appreciate their stand for the word. We appreciate them um, making a commitment to each other. And we've got some others around here that's making commitments to each other. So we just need to pray for everybody and especially for the parents. Pray for the parents. So now, all right, November 13th, one service. We're going to have food. We'll we'll deal with that. We'll start next Sunday on that, uh, what to bring and all that stuff. If you have, if you get, find a turkey, buy it. Y'all don't like turkeys? If you find a turkey, you better buy it. It's not your neighbor either. November the 20th, Andrew Glover will be here. I will be in, Ohio, in Illinois hunting, so he'll be here that weekend. Also, November the 22nd, church will be on Tuesday that week. That will be the week of Thanksgiving. It will be on Tuesday, not on Wednesday. Give you time to get out if you need to get out and go visit uh, and be with people, your loved ones or whatever, or travel on Wednesday. It's worked out the last couple of years very well, so we'll just keep it at that and, uh, and pray that the Lord will bless us. So let's bow our heads. I know we all have special requests in our heart today. Let's just take them before the Lord as we pray. Lord, thank you for this gathering, Lord, of bride, a special group of people. It took a prophet to come down and separate us and tell us that we're a separate group of people, that we're special, that we're anointed, that we are absolutely the cream of the crop. We're at the top. We're at the end time. We're to finish this up. We're the Omega Bride. And, Lord, you told us that you would equip us for this battle. You told us that you would give us everything we need. So you sent the best for last. And, Lord, I pray that you'd just teach us something today, Lord. Open our hearts that we'll hear from you, Lord. May we have truly a renewing of our mind that if we think something contrary, Lord, that you'll come on the scene, Lord, and change our mind, Father. We ask just bless the ones that are sick. Be with Brother Mike again, Lord, as he's resting there in the hospital that you'd... um, be with the hands of the physicians tomorrow and lord may they put that thing back together lord and then you do the healing father we pray that you just be with the ones lord that are traveling be with the ones that are going to the camp lord be with the ones that are at the camp that are going to be counselors and and security and taking care of the safety of the of the kids lord i pray that you'd be with them be with the ministers lord that ministers in the service may you touch every heart that's in that room lord father just bless us now and take care of us in the furtherment of this service we love him. We thank you for all things. Thank you for our pastor, Lord. They would give him a little bit of time today. But as he's always said, the greatest gift we could give him is to live what he preaches. And, Lord, I pray that we do that, Father, that we live up to that expectation, Lord, and that you'll be the one that gets the praise and honor and glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. <clears throat> Part 66. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. And, look, the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory. we're beholding now his glory. You and I are his victory. You and I are his glory. Because we are now the word made flesh. 
on the earth. Amen. <clears throat> and we beheld his glory, the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. First Thessalonians says that every one of you should know how to possess. That's our whole thing. We're trying to get where we're. Listen, where are you possessed at? Where does, where does it begin? Where did Eve get possessed first in her mind? Right? It, it, Satan took over her psyche, her memory, reason, conscience, affection, imagination. He took that over first. And then the act happened. And that's the way me and you, everything's got to be run through our brain first. Then we react according to that. All right? If you've got something down in here to control you, you know what it's going to do. It's going to try to turn you. I said, try to turn you to God. But if you have nothing down here, you're going to the world every time. All right? And that's why the world is insane. You may be seeing the Lord has blessing to the word. That's why the world is insane. It doesn't think the way we think. It doesn't act the way we act. And Bella, since you've come up here, I'm going to let you give these out in case that she didn't want to do it anymore. She said, don't call on me today. What's your face red for? Hmm? Yeah, I know. It's okay. There's 50 of those, so maybe it's... Uh, and we'll look at them a little bit later, but give one to <clears throat> to everybody that wants one. If we have to have any more, we'll get them. <clears throat> but I want us to realize, you say, well, why are you... I, I told Bob, I said, I can't get off the foundation because something, something's got to change us. Even us that's been in the message for 50 years, something's got to change us a little bit closer to God. Now, where does it start? You've already had the change in your soul if you're born again. If you're not, you're going to do the world, the things of the world. I'm sorry. That's just the way it is. Amen? But those of us that are born again, those of us that have the seed of God or the word of God planted in our heart, and it is quickened, then we should be able to what? Conform... Are transformed, be transformed by the renewing of our mind. Now, what is the renewing of your mind? You thought this way right here, and now you got to think this way over here. And I was thinking yesterday, coming back home, I was thinking about you know people. People are uh, we. Everybody wants a soft nest. Every don't. Don't tell me, no, I want it rough. I want it just rough. I don't want no electricity. I don't want, I got to eat eat rats and sticks and, you know, put sticks on a fire. That's what I want. No, you don't. You want DoorDash. Bring it to me. Right? That's what we want because we want, we're laid of sins. We want the easy way out. But listen, there God stood himself in a body of flesh. No different than me and you, except not by carnal sex, by sex. You know, he come, he come spoken word. But he had a body just like me and you. He had to wash it. He had to feed it. And you know who gave him the worst problem? The religious people gave him the worst problems. And you know what he didn't mind? He didn't mind getting in their pulpit. Come on, somebody. And call them snakes. Called them vipers and said, your daddy is not my daddy. So he separated them. Now the sinners and the ones and the the lady that washed his feet and all these different ones, they loved him. Why? Because he was bringing something new, something that was renewing the way they had thought before. Now they're thinking a different way. The Pharisees didn't want to think a different way. We've got Moses. 
We can quote him from cover to cover. We got 1,100 sermons. We can quote it from cover to cover. Listen, most of the time you only quote what you like. If it bothers you, you kind of do like um, Brother Tatum said, Acts 2.38. It kind of bothered him, so he kind of flipped through it real quick. You know, he'd read the Bible and he'd read Matthew 28, 19, baptized, Father, Son, Holy Ghost. And when he get to, when he get to Acts 2.38, he said, I'd read it, read it, read it. And he said, I'd flip over that one. Just because it condemned him. <clears throat> he didn't know how to handle it. But you and I now, we know how to handle it. The world don't know how to handle these things. Psychology, whatever you want to call it, the world is tuned totally different than what the Son of Man was when he was on the earth. There was nobody agreed with him in the Christian world. Nobody. If you might want to call them Christians then, I guess you, you probably couldn't, but they were, they were um, Orthodox Jews. They were somebody that knew the Torah, lived the Torah. Hey, rich young ruler. Couldn't find one mark. Not one mark. Well, Jesus found the one. Sell everything. In other words, my mind, and somebody was reading it the other day. We know what he did when he left there? He built more barns. He got more wealth, and then all of a sudden he died. And his soul was required of him that day. Didn't matter that he had a brand new barn. Didn't matter if he had a brand new Cadillac. Didn't matter if he had a brand new house. Hello, somebody. Didn't matter about that. But the requirement was when he met the word, he couldn't go. Now, he could do 99% of it. Amen? Amen. Jesus kept going through and he kept saying, done all that for my youth. I know every quote in, in, the, in the seal book, in the church age book. I go to so-and-so's church, Lula church. But can you do one more thing for me? Can you sell everything you got? And follow me. He couldn't pick that cross up. He could. He could look at that man and say, "I know you're this, and I know you're that." I, you know, like the, we'll read it in a little while. The centurion. He knew this. He was a man of power, but he didn't want to connect himself to that. I'm going to just go go build some more barns. I'm just going to go get some more wealth. Well, then his soul was required of him because he didn't have a renewing of his mind, continual. To make what? To make his path. Jesus said, sell everything you got and what? Follow me. Come with me. Take up your cross, as we've been reading. Take up your cross and follow me. Is that what we're doing? Or are we sitting in a message church saying, I've got tenure. I've been here longer than you, so you ain't got to tell me what to do. I've been here longer than you. No. It's how much you got packed in. Not how much you can quote. But what renews our mind is, is totally different from the world. And listen, 50% of the people in the message. Nah, 70% of the people in the message. Nah, 90% of the people in the message. Listen, if you're not born again, the best you can do is be foolish virgin. The best you can do. Then you got to die. You got to go through the tribulation. You got to come up at white throne judgment and be given account of what you do. I don't want to do that. I want to pass. Jesus said, I want you to pass from death unto life. I want you to get past all that. Yeah, you do get a free pass. Everybody liked playing Monopoly. You remember the Monopoly? You liked to, you loved it. You hated getting on, go to jail. Right? Then you get that little card that says, pass, go, collect $200. Everybody wanted that one. 
Well, if you'll get born again today, you can pass all that junk. You're not going to get $200, but you're going to be what? Priceless. 10,000 worlds with one soul saved. So we've got to see that our mind, we've got to ratchet it up just a little bit more. You should not have to wonder. You should not be double-minded. We're going to read it here in a few minutes. Where you're wavering or uncertain or doubting or divided in interest. You should say this is tr- truth. Yes. This truth has been preached to me. This is the way it is. This is the way I believe it. I may not understand it right now. But I know where the fountain is. I can get it from the fountain. <clears throat> Renew our mind that you may what? Prove. You're going to prove to the devil that you can do it. You are. God is through you, but you're going. That's why Brother Brown said we are his victory. If he rose from the grave and just said, hey, this, I'm it. This is all I got. No, he was just the beginning of it. We're the continuation of that creation. We're a continuation of going ahead into the body change. Can your mind handle that? Your heart can. Listen, if you're born again today, you're already changed. You already started your change. But that's going to carry you, even if you have to go by the grave, it's going to carry you to a body change. But if you're not born again, it's not. But we which are alive and remain has to come to a place to where we have to look at death and not just fool it, but destroy it. You know, you know, people try to fool death. I'm, I'm going to get in trouble here. Hair color, go to the plastic surgeon, take a pill. Somebody find that pill for me, please. I'll be 63 in a couple of months. I know some of y'all are older, but a lot of y'all are younger. And I'm telling you, these bodies, I, I don't think I'd want to live to be 900 years old. Even 200. Uh, not, in, not in the condition we're in now. But listen, we're heading toward eternal life. That body change is not going to be, listen, <clears throat> sorry. Lazarus got a temporary body change. Abraham got a temporary body change. But when our body is changed, that's an eternal body change. We're heading towards something eternal, not something temporary. This is all temporary. Everything you see is temporary. Luke 8, verse 45, Jesus said, Who touched me? When they all denied, Peter said they were to him, Master of the multitude, throng thee, impress thee, and say, And you said, Who touched me? Jesus said, Somebody hath touched me, for I perceive that what virtue is gone out from me. Matthew 8, verse 5, when Jesus was entered in Capernaum, there came unto him a centurion beseeching him, saying, Lord, my servant lies at home sick of the palsy, grievously tormented. Jesus said unto him, I'll come and heal him. In other words, he said, I, 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 I'm, I'm going to go. Yes. Centurion said, no. Uh-uh. Lord, I am not worthy that thou should come under my roof, but speak the word only. Right. Speak the word only. Look, and he said, maybe my servant shall be healed. What did he say? And my servant shall be healed. There was the faith that touched Jesus. Because Jesus said after that, we'll read it maybe later on, where Jesus said, I have found no greater faith than Israel, because all Israel wanted him to touch him. 
Jerry said, come and touch my daughter. Then when he went in there, they laughed him to scorn. You know, remember, he had to put them people out of the room before he could raise her from the dead. First thing we've got to do is be born again. We've got to leave the principle of the doctrine of Christ. Listen, our mind has not just got to be, I got, I'm going to come to church and I'm going to hear a, a, a live good sermon. You can get that in the, on the internet outside somewhere. Joel Osteen, go listen to him. He don't preach on sin. He preaches on happy stuff. Just be happy. Everything happy. You get, you know, you, you get rich. Make sure you send it high part of it to me, but you get rich. And, you know, I got to get a bigger airplane to get to my people faster, you know. And, <clears throat> and what are they looking for? I'm telling you, people, as we come closer to this end time, they're going to feel the pull just like we feel the pull. Because it's a spiritual pull. Now, they're not going to be inside the part that you and I are because we have the word, an adulterated word. But they feel the pull of that anointing of the end time. Anointing ones at the end time. That's the real pull of God or the real anointing of God on a group of false people. Wow. So this is why we need apostles, prophets, not, not false ones. Not false prophets, not false evangelists or false pastors or teachers. We need the truth. So if there's a false, Brother Michael, there's got to be a true. Got to be. You need to find it if you don't know where it's at. For the perfecting of what? You. For the perfecting of you. Make it. Are you not a saint? You're either a saint or a hain't. And what Brother Branham said? He said, she doesn't look like a saint to me. She look like a hain't. Brother Brown didn't mind cutting you to the core, did he? He said, and he told that guy that, what his wife looked like. He said, I don't think she's a saint, brother. I think she's a hank. Had all that pain on her face and stuff. Look, till we all come to the unity of the faith. So the only way we're going to get unity of faith is to bring that fivefold ministry in and let them help us up to the statue of perfect man. Amen. We're not going to get it any other way. All right? <clears throat> and you listen, you've got to have confidence all right we got to have confidence in brother bob brother aaron brother Luis, myself brother dale you got to have confidence if you don't have confidence you need to go find somebody else to have confidence in all right it's not listen it's not that we're, it's not priest that does everything for you no we're not that way you got a part to do yourself I'm going to read it to you here in just a few minutes. So you've got it in your hand. We're going to read it. It's got that little star beside Well, you don't have a star beside yours, but it does beside mine. How Brother Brown tells you how to get something. I'm going to tell you exactly how a prophet gets something here in just a few minutes. Look, that we henceforth be no more children. <clears throat> you look at kids and you watch them as they grow up and you think, man, that kid's going to be a, and, you know, put in whatever. Scientist, likes cars, um, likes to hunt. Likes to do this, likes to do that, right? So why don't we come as babies in Christ? We all will come as babies in Christ, and then we've got to fill in the blank. I'm a baby, Lord, but I want to be a... Everybody with me? You fill it out, whatever. You know, I want to be a what? I want to be somebody that, that this church can depend on. I want to be somebody that... That when somebody needs a scripture, I've got it for them. Somebody's got a quote, I've got it for them. <clears throat> Every time y'all come to me, I try to find that quote as fast as I could or the scripture as fast as I could. Right, Kathy? <clears throat> I try to find the scriptures, what you're looking for. you got a question, you know, try to find the scripture. And that's what you need. You don't, Now, Kathy had a question about um, men writing the Bible. 
And the Bible does say about men of old, in other words, were moved by the Holy Spirit, in other words, to write the Bible. She was wanting to know where that's at. Well, now, she didn't go down here to, to Dollar General and ask the manager over there. He'd have probably said, or she would have probably said, what are you talking about? I can sell you groceries and, and, and air fresheners and, and toilet paper, but I don't know what you're talking about. She went to a source that she knew she could draw something from. That's what we're going to get to when we get to virtue, when we ever get there. <clears throat> Let's just continue and get a strong foundation first. If we got a strong foundation, then we can what? We can what? Live that Son of God revelation or what? Being come to a higher level of sanctification. Because what happens is we're looking at virtue that the world sees and virtue that, that we see. Then you're looking at knowledge, which is worldly knowledge over here. We don't want any of that worldly knowledge. We've got to have an education. Don't you ever forget that. You need an education. You need to go to school. You need to learn. Get a diploma. Because in this world, you've got to have one to succeed. All right? But let's don't lay it over here and say, well, I've got two degrees in so-and-so, so I don't have to go to church no more. Okay, that's it. then let's go over here. I'm gaining heavenly knowledge when I go to church. And I listen to the Word of God. I'm gaining heavenly knowledge, which is what? Eternal. This is temporary. This is eternal. Have you ever thought about this? You know the things that bothers you so much? The trials and tribulations, as we were talking about a little bit this morning, like with Brother Mike, the, the wreck and all, and all the things that went, you went through in your life. All those things that you went through are going to fade away one day. I don't make you really happy. All your struggles, trials, tribulations, we can't even really fathom it by our human mind. Because what happens, remember, our memory takes us back to it. And there's a scar left somewhere because we did so and so and so and so and such and such. But if you're a born-again Christian today, that will go away. The former things will pass away. Behold! Behold! All things have become new. Behold, there'll be no cancer in heaven. Behold, there'll be no scars in heaven. Behold, there'll be no nervousness in heaven. Why can't we have a little of it now? Because I thought heaven, I thought we were in heavenly places right here. Amen. And I want the world to think we're crazy. They thought Jesus was crazy. They called him not just the devil, they called him the prince of devils. But he was God. And he was more God than me and you are. And the world just despised him. So will they despise you when we come to this capstone, the Son of Man revelation. It's going to make us different. Brother Branham said, when those seals open, think about it. You take Brother Branham. He had preached in the 50s. And all the way up to 1962, he had read the scripture on Revelations uh, 6, verse 1. Right? White horse. White horse went riding out with a bow, conquering him to conquer. He preached a mighty conqueror. Preached it. Preached a mighty conqueror. That's God sitting on that white horse. When it was the devil the whole time. <coughs> he had come to a place, though, where the Son of Man revelation had to take over. 
When the seals open, that's why he said it become a brand new book. That's why he said thousands of my friends will, what, go away from me. Because what? Thousands of Jesus' friends went away from him when he said, I and my father are one. When he come to Matthew 24 and he said, there'll be perilous times. You're going to be what? You go, there'll be false Christ. You're going to try, they're going to try to deceive you. They're going to try to deceive the very elect if possible. And they didn't like him for that. That's when they killed him. Remember, after Matthew 24 is when they put him on the cross. So this Son of Man revelation, but look, we've got to get this revelation first. We've got to get so sanctified that God has pulled all that junk out of us. And that we've got to what? Have godly virtue, godly knowledge, godly temperance, godly patience. Brotherly kindness and all those different things. We got to come to it. Yes, help us. That's what I want to do. I want it to help us. <clears throat> For so is the will of God that with doing well doing, you may put to silence. Listen, the only way you're going to... How did Jesus put them to silence? How did Jesus put the devil to silence? The devil takes him up on a, a, a pinnacle of the church. I'll tell you something right there. Satan was comfortable in church. Hello, somebody. He took him up on the pinnacle of the temple, right? And he showed him all this. He said, this is all yours if you'll worship me. Jesus said, thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. And then he said, the last thing, and Satan had to leave him. What? It wasn't that he formed this great miracle or pulled this great ball of fire. And said, no, he just quoted him the word. Because he was the word. You say, well, I don't get nothing when I quote the Word. Try to become it. Know that you're the Word first. If you know you're the Word first, then that helps a lot. Amen. We've got to know, folks, that we know that we know. Amen. Because we can and will be deceived if we're not born again. We will be deceived. There is no other way. There is no in-between. You're either true or false. I hope we get that in our heart. But when it comes to the showdown, are you able to possess the things that you profess to have? That's the thing, brother. We've got to get it. We've got to take it. It's ours, but you'll fight every inch. In other words, you're going to fight every inch going up that statue of perfect man. It's not going to be perfect man. It's not going to be just God's going to lay it in your lap. Amen? you got to fight for it. Fight sleep! Some of you don't even fight that. You get all wiggled in. You get down and you... It's, If I had a cactus and a bowling ball, I'd put that cactus behind your head and I'd put that bowling ball in your hands with your feet right up underneath it. Fall asleep one time. You'll see one, either your toes are going to get mashed or your head's going to... Look, we're all tried. Every Christian, every son, every child that comes to God is tried by what? By the Word. Amen. You're not tried by the devil's Word. Amen. You're tried by the Word of God. Amen. See if you'll be loyal what? To the Word of God. Everybody with me? When the showdown comes, listen, there is going to be a showdown. That's why the battle's up here. The battleground is here. There's going to be a showdown where one day you're going to say, Satan, death. You have no dominion over me anymore. And just as Jesus stood up one day and said, all power in heaven and earth has been given unto me, you're going to be able to say the same thing. When the showdown comes, what decision are you going to make? 
That's it. And he that cannot stand chastisement but goes on with the world, he's an illegitimate child and not a son or daughter of God. Certainly not. But look, the spiritually minded catches the word. Now look, catches the word. Catches the word. Here's the hard one. It's okay to catch it. Line up with it. And the Spirit comes down. Now look, if you do these things, I'm going to read, we're going to read it in a minute about Brother Brown. If you catch the word, line up with the word, and the Spirit comes down under the shed blood and what? Takes that person or what? Possesses that person. Possesses that vessel. You're going to be possessed of one of the two. All right? We're going to read how Brother Brown does that in just a few minutes. Now, remember, talking about the three Hebrew children. I want you to understand the trials that we go through. <clears throat> Three the different ones. All y'all that go through, we all, we all go through trials. Yes. I was telling Brother, <clears throat> Brother Luis how a trial that I've you know, been going through for a couple of years. I'm still alive. She's still alive. Looks pretty good to be in the shape she was supposed to be in. I like it when you're not in the shape you're supposed to be in. Because the doctor said you should be this. Because they're looking at the book. We're looking at Dr. Jesus in his book, which said, by my stripes, you're healed. By my stripes, you're healed. But we all got to go through something. Listen, your demon is not my demon. My demon is not yours. Everybody with me? And we all have spirits. I talked to you all about that the other day. We all have a spirit around us of different things. All right? But look, it delivered them from the from the bonds. In other words, we got to know that when we go through these trials, when we go through these trials, it's for our what? Perfection, not for tearing us down. It's for something to build character to what? To cinch that crack up. Because listen, you may not see that crack, but God does. God knows where that crack is, and guess what? The devil is right over his shoulder looking at the same crack he's looking at. And the devil does what? Tries to go around God and stick his old nasty hand in that crack. I'm sure it's never happened to y'all, but y'all pray for me. <clears throat> but look, you have to stand on that decision like they did, and it all worked together for the good. So you stand. Listen, I read your quote the other day. Brother Brown said, when you've done all you can do, stand there. Don't go backwards. Don't quit church. Don't quit reading your Bible. Don't say this ain't the message ain't right. Don't say God don't hear my prayer. Stand on what you got. If you'll stand there long enough, God's got to do something. It never hurt them. It loosed them. Your trial will loose you from whatever, like my kitty cat thing. And I appreciate all y'all wanting to give me cats. But I'll find my own. Man, the Lord will do that if you don't mind. I don't want that when the kids from Ohio sent us either. That poor cat looked like he'd been run over by a truck. I'll find my own, thank you. But listen, you say that's simple. But just like I told you a couple years ago. When I said something about a preacher I shouldn't have said, that bothered me, bothered me, and bothered me. But boy, when I called that brother and said, hey, I said something about you I shouldn't say. I shouldn't have said. I said, would you please forgive me? Guess what? I was heading toward the furnace because I was bound by that. I was bound by not thinking right. 
I was bound by something I had done in the past, and I was bound. But as I headed toward that, what? What's the worst? What's the the worst thing you do in your life? Say I'm sorry. Boy, don't get quiet on me. I'm gonna preach anyhow. I'm sorry, or I was wrong. As y'all pray for me, if that's not for y'all, just it's for me. So what a man has to do sometimes, look, is come out and make his stand, get the thing out, and get him out of the thing so he can get the thing out of him. That's why we come to church. I believe we come to church to get the thing out of us. Amen. That's why I come here. <clears throat> why else would you come here? You don't come here to get to be, you know, well, me and Michael, we've seen each other three times this week. That's wonderful. No, we both come in what? Fellowshiped under the word of God, and we become better people because of it. All right. Now, there's a perfect way and a permissive way, and I feel if God here on the platform, and I'm going to stop when we get done with this and read these quotes that you got in your hand, can show me things that's been done in my room and so forth. He's able to tell me where he wants me and what he wants me to do. Look, but I feel as long as I've got it all hooked up, in other words, if I put myself first, I feel like he won't put his hand on it as long as I'm doing it. Everybody with me? And that's the way it is, anything. As long as you're going to do it, if someone talks about you and you talk back, God can't fight your battles. Remember I told you there's a scripture that says if you'll not do that, it'll heap coals on their head. All right? And you're fighting it yourself. We've got to stop fighting. Ourself. God's already got the battle won. We just don't need to get in the way. The greatest weapon that I know of a Christian today is what? A committal to God. All right, let's stop right there and let's read this. P- pull your quotes out here. They won't be on. <clears throat> uh, they'll be posted online for the, uh, the brothers and sisters in Ohio. I'm sorry. I wasn't able to put it up on the screen. Let's look at the second page, Queen of Sheba, 1961. Always remember, church, God's words are true. Everybody with me? Everybody there? Second page, page number two. It'll be on the back side of the page you got. I believe the right mental attitude toward any divine promise of God will bring it to pass. Look, if you can look at it in the right way. Now, watch how he's going. But remember, here's been my standard in life. Now, what a greater pattern messenger than Brother Branham and for us to pattern ourselves after him. Everybody with me? If God wanted somebody else to carry this perfect word, he'd give it to somebody else, but he'd give it to William Branham. Amen? So, listen, if we listen to 1,100 of his sermons and say amen, you need to say amen to this quote right here, too. Okay? Everybody with me? All right, wake up so you can read. I have tried to do this. The first thing, I want to find out whether it's the will of God or not. How many of us do that? Don't raise your hand. Because most of you would be lying if you raise your hand. Everybody with me? All right. I'm sorry I'm in your face a little today, but guess what? This is real. This is life. All right, this is life. We want to go ahead and do something or go ahead and say, well, I think this is right. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. No. How many times have I told you? Now, listen, i got a quote here somewhere, and I believe I left it in there, where Brother Brown said, Brother Brown said, if you start wrong, you're going to end wrong. If you'll go back and start right, you'll end right. But you'll never, ever end right if you start wrong. <clears throat> think about that. You won't. <coughs> I want to find out whether it's the will of God or not. Then I know it's God's will. All right? Ratchet one up. 
Everybody with me? We're going up one, one notch. He's found it was the will of God, so he's going to the next step. The next thing is my objective to it and my motive in doing it. All right? What am I going to get out of this? And what is my, this is what I'm saying for Brother Brown, what is my congregation going to get out of it? What is my brethren and my sisters going to get out of this? All right, watch. The next thing is my objective to it and my motive in doing. Then if the will, look, watch. If it's the will of God, number one. Amen. And my objective is right, number two. And my motive is right. Part of number two is right. I have faith that it will be done. Because first, it's the will of God. And my objective is to glorify Him. And my motive is to give Him all the glory. So there's no selfish motive. We go back to the selfish part. There's no selfish motive about it. If you have a selfish motive, it won't work. All right, so stop right there. If you have a selfish motive, it will not work. I'm going to do this. Remember what Brother Ram said one time about brotherly kindness or somewhere in there? He said, he said, it's not that if you'll scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. Right? He said, if your back itches, I'll scratch yours whether you scratch mine or not. Now, it's hard for us to do. Amen? <clears throat> Don't be a scorekeeper. You know, it, it wouldn't bother. It's like Brother Dale. I always said, you can give him a thousand gifts and not live what he preaches and that thousand gifts won't do him or you one good it just heaps coals on you but live what he preached and you don't ever have to give him you can't give him a bigger gift because you've given him ten thousand worlds you've given your life you've given your your wife your kids your family all everything has been dedicated wow i just saw that everything everything you touch Everything you do, <laughs> there's no selfish motive about it. If your objective is to make money for yourself, uh oh, uh oh. If your objective is to make money for yourself or something, why you'll never succeed. And then try to do something outside the will of the Lord, it's not going to work to begin with. So there is genuine faith. But you must come into the real channel of God to have that genuine faith. What is the channel of God? Go back up to read number one. Make sure it's the will of God. Number two, make sure it's the, uh, your objective and your motive is right. And then what? Have faith that it will be done. Everybody with me on that? So there is genuine faith, but you must come into the real channel of God to have that genuine faith. You must come into that channel to have what? Virtue. Knowledge, you've got to come into that same channel Amen. to have these virtues living in your life. There's human faith, and then there's faith of God. Okay? And you must have a godly faith to believe. Now then, to have godly faith, you must have the mind of Christ in you. The renewing of your mind. Have the mind of Christ. Listen, the mind of Christ is not going to ever tell you to do something wrong. You will override... You'll override God a lot of times and try to do something on yourself, on your own, and guess what happens? Failure. Failure. That was an old brother one time, and Lord bless him, I love him, brother. Anyway. <clears throat> and he said, the Lord told him, now the Lord told him, that's what he told us. The Lord told him to get an extra job on Sunday so he could send that whole check of his to mission work. 
Uh-uh. That don't work right. That ain't that. You got to go back to number one. You got to go back to number one. That wasn't the will of God, or He actually turned against His own word. Right. So this brother, for about a year, worked on Sunday. Got like paid double time. Oh, I mean, it looked good. He was giving missions, but he absolutely backslid. Quit going to church. Now he's back in church now. But he just, he was a wreck. His motive and objective was not right. But go back to it. Now listen, his motive and objective may have been right to him. But it wasn't the will of God the very first thing. All right? Now if you say I'm going to work Saturday and get paid double time. Okay. Or I'm going to work a little extra during the week. But don't ever think God's going to give you a job on Sunday. Well, praise the Lord. Just admit it. Look, commit it to God, and God will take care of it. And then he talks about, we talk about an army. We'll kind of skip through this a little bit more. <clears throat> where's the battlefront? We know where it's at. It's in our mind. All right? It's not fighting this over here. Even, even Paul told us, he said, look, you're not fighting people. I'm not fighting people today. We're fighting demons. Listen, demons is what gets mad. You don't get mad. The demons inside of you get mad. Now, see, that made you mad. <clears throat> we all got them. Well, praise the Lord, believe it or not, we do. Thank you, Brother Kylie. Look, I believe he's been dressing them, though. For 60 years, I believe he's been training and dressing a bride. Getting her ready. Now, remember, we got to make ourselves ready, but what does he do? The army, Brother Donnie, now the army gave you the best of equipment, all right? And they gave it to you and said, here, all right, take it, take it. Here, okay. That's the best clothes, that's the best armor, the best gun, the best bullets and everything. I'll give it to you. All right, here you go. And Brother Donnie goes, oh, thank you, man, that's great. I appreciate that. You're going to die. <laughs> You're going to die. They gave you the best equipment for you to live, and you throwed it away. You're going to die. So what do you he equipped us with it, but we got to put it on. We got to put it on. We got to what? Head toward the furnace. They didn't run away from it. They went toward it. Amen. And I don't believe they were poked into it. I believe they said, well, you know what they said for? They got close to it. They said, God be God. If he's going to take us out, then he's just going to take us out. But if not, we're not going to go back and bow down to that. So the greatest battle ever fought is in our mind. But what did he do? He gave us something to combat with, to fight with. He gave us armor. He gave us all the things we needed. Let's don't throw them in a closet. Unless it's your prayer closet. Then you go in there and put them on. All right, there has to be a place selected. We know that. Where is it? It's in our mind. That battleground begins in the human mind. There's where the battle starts. The human mind was chosen for the place of battle. Where it was begun, and that's because that decisions are made from the mind. Decisions. That's where you make decisions from the mind. And we well, we are talking about being selfish, so let's, let's get skip through all that. Brother Brown talks about being, he, is, he was not selfish. And a Christian life means you're not selfish. 
You want to give away. You want to what? You want to stand behind the pulpit and sweat and have your voice all messed up. Brother Dale did it for all those years while we was out playing. Thank you. <clears throat> character is a victory, not a gift. A man without character can't reign because power apart from character is satanic. But power with character is fit to rule. Head toward the fire, not away from it. If you didn't go through trials, listen. Let me say this without hurting your feelings again. The trials that we go through here are temporary. We're not going to remember them anymore. And you know what happens after years? There might have been things that we did way back when we were young kids that we've forgotten about. I mean, do you remember, sisters, do you remember the exact pain you had when you had a baby? No, right? Some of you had to, do you remember the exact pain? No, you just had the baby. Now, back then, you were in the exact pain. All right? Ask June, she'll tell you. Exact pain. She didn't have anything for like 12 hours. Finally, she had Hannah. Been a storm ever since. <clears throat> so, she was born on a stormy night. Josh was not. He, she was, uh, he was born um, on a beautiful Sunday afternoon. If y'all been reading the seals or listening to the seals, he was born on April the, 9th, April the 22nd, May the 22nd, sorry, while the seals were being preached. Daddy said, Nanny's going to the hospital. Said, my, our first grandbaby's going to be born. So it's in there somewhere. It's in one of the seals. But, uh, and Mama was standing up there like a soldier. She was wondering if we'd had the baby at home, I reckon, but. We didn't. We had it at home. We had it at the hospital. But look, these are gifts of God. And that's what I want us to understand. We all talk about, uh, the, we want to speak in tongues. I, I would enjoy somebody speaking tongues and interpret. All right? I would enjoy that. It would be nice. It would be able to, 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 to say, you know, somebody stand up and say, well, well thus saith the Lord, if, if Sister Anna don't go home that way, go home 51. Because it on Gillsville Highway or on uh, Caroline Road, there's going to be a wreck. Thus saith the Lord. And there'll be an interpretation that says that where she can hear it. That'd be wonderful. But now every service, it's not going to happen. It's for edification, not tearing down. That's why Brother Brown said you've got to do it right. Even though it's the right thing to say, if you say it in the wrong time, it disrupts the service. But these virtues, though, are something that you have inside of you that you carry into this room with and you go out of this room with. Gifts of speaking in tongues, like it's not something that, well, I just speak in tongues Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. No. That's a gift. That's a gift. Here, it's a gift. But these virtues, inside of you, you're a walking, living, breathing instrumentality of God. That's what we want. <clears throat> We want, listen, we want the gifts of wisdom, but I want it to be the wisdom that comes up on the statue of perfect man. But look, this has to be first. And when you have faith, virtue, knowledge, he's telling you to have the virtues first, and then the gifts will come behind it, and it'll be true. They work hand in hand. I would to God that we had gifts like that. But see, everybody talks about them last two ones. We have gifts of faith, wisdom, knowledge, in the nine spiritual gifts. There's nine of them, not two. Everybody with me on that? All right. I do think we ought to have the other two, but 
It's not imperative. It's imperative that we get these down right. Once you get these down right, then the gifts will come. And it'll roll off our tongue like speaking in tongues. Amen? Then the Holy Ghost comes down and seals you as a unit. What? Those cracks. He's trying to get those cracks filled up. What? By the Holy Ghost. Remember what he poured into the box? Honey. If you, we know honey. It gets in every crack, every crevice, and you can't get it out. You'll swear you got everything. I mean, the place is clean. Right, Jim? Yeah, it's clean. You step, turn around and walk out to the front of that store and you go, Missed the spot. But that's what honey is. It runs. And it's thick enough to stop up our flus that we need stopped up. Now, there's some we need to have opened up, but that box needed to what? It needed to be lined with honey, which Brother Brown said that was what? The Holy Ghost. Amen. All right. <clears throat> the way he makes his bride is the way he makes his individual. Made out of the same material like Eve was made out of Adam, a rib from the side. Here's the thing that you have to have first. You can't impersonate them. You can't imitate them. They've got to be God-sent and God-born. Imitation only causes confusion. And that's what we were talking about this morning. So let's read the rest of these right here. I want to read these the right mental attitude. <clears throat> now listen. Let's go to page number one and read these. <clears throat> That'll help you stay awake a little bit. Expectations, 1950. Brother Brown said, we always get what we expect. When people expect anything, well, then they usually get what you look for. It's the mental attitude that you have. Mental. Listen, your soul, if you're born again, when you walked into the door, it didn't need to be revitalized. It's eternal. It's the fire of God. It's dunamis. Everybody with me? But when you walked in here, you walked in here with a spirit. <laughs> yeah. Memory, reason, conscious effects, and imagination. And probably another one we all drug in. Everybody with me? So what happens is, is you got to take right here. This is the battleground. Which one do you, which one are you going to yield to? All right. Remember this and never forget it. The right mental attitude toward any promise of God will bring it to pass. The right mental attitude toward any promise of God. It doesn't take gifts of healing to heal sick people. We've seen that many times. Man, several, several years ago, Sister Gail was sitting there. She was hurting so bad she couldn't move. I mean, she was trying to move to get her back better. And I was just preaching away, and all of a sudden, a big smile came over her face, and she was just, you know, she's looked like something just fell over and she told me after the service she said you said something she don't even remember what it was she said you said something he she said it just went away just like that that's the way a gentile is supposed to be healed it shouldn't need an emotion the bible says while the word was being preached the holy ghost fell on the people you can get the holy ghost without coming up here and getting shook to death everybody with me that's to me that's the right way to get it anyway you can have a lot of emotion and never get it, but when you're sitting back there and you're hurting, and I mean hurting spiritually, when you're sitting back there hurting spiritually and all of a sudden God comes and just waves you over with just a just a warm feeling and all that stuff leaves you and gets out, and you're like, whoa! That to me, you put that down right there, and the devil can't say, I think he just felt good. 
I, I, I think you just, you're a little cold, and that's why them chills went up your spine. That brother just moved you around a little bit, and it, and it excited you a little bit. But when you're sitting back there, and the Word of God just bathes you, and you just get this feeling, you're like, oh, man, where'd that come from? Uh, enjoy that. Then you can say, devil, no emotion. I did have a, a little bit of a sensation. But there was no emotion involved. I just believe what that man was saying. What had he right do? She wasn't in church. She wasn't in the great revival. Brother Branham wasn't under the anointing. Oh, he wasn't. He was sitting at a kitchen table talking to some brothers. And Hattie was in another room listening to the conversation. Mary or Martha, whichever one y'all were preaching on the other night, you know, Mary or Martha won. <clears throat> she heard the conversation, and she just probably stuck her head in and said, Brother Brown, that ain't nothing but the truth. And the third pull, the greatest power that ever was, fell into that room and said, whatever you ask for, God will give it to you. Wow. All right, so look. Let's finish reading this, and I'll read this right here. It doesn't take gifts of healing to heal sick people. Any person in here has a right to meet Satan. Watch this. Anywhere. If you're a Christian and defeat him on any... If you're a Christian and defeat him on any grounds that he could stand on. When Jesus was here on earth, he was a fullness of the Godhead body. All the power was in him. In other words, paraphrase, all he done was give him the word. 1951, the hours come. Uh, e17. <clears throat> now the right mental attitude. All you along here, he's talking about the people that come in the prayer line. Do you understand what I mean when I say the right mental attitude? Your right mental attitude toward God's divine promise will bring any promise to pass. Now maybe you don't believe that. You say, well, my faith is weak. I wouldn't confess that. See, don't let the devil know that. Remember, Brother Brown said, if I say it, he said, Satan will fight it. He said, but if I keep it in my heart, the devil can't get to it. Don't let the devil know it. Always say, I've got good faith. I believe God with all my heart. See, don't testify nothing of the devil. One more time. Don't testify nothing of the devil. And when you accept him as your healer, don't never act like you're sick. Wow. Or crippled anymore. Believe that you're healed. Take him at his word. Then it's all over on God now, not you. You transfer every bit of that over to God. And say, God, this is what you said. When you meet him on the right grounds, you give it to him and say, you said that. And you know what? If he don't act immediately, continue to stand right there. Stand right there. Believe that you're healed. Take him at his word. Then it's all over on God and not you, see? As long as you take God at his word, then the word will produce, will produce what it's promised to do. Amen? Let's go to 1960. <clears throat> May I go on record now saying this? That I believe that the right mental attitude toward any divine promise of God will bring it to pass. If you can take the right what? Attitude. 
Your attitude what? Toward any promise. Your attitude what? Determines your altitude also. How high you can go with God. Look, watch this. If you can take the right attitude toward that promise, for the promise is a seed. A seed goes into the ground, and if it's germatized seed, got life in it, it'll bring forth its kind. If it's put in what? The proper place. If a seed is put into the ground, Jesus said the word of God was a seed a man sowed. So how are you going to get your relief? How are you going to get your healing? How are you going to get your salvation? From the seed word of God. The word of God quickening in your heart. Put in the right place. Put in the right atmosphere. Put in the right dirt. We're all just dirt. Look, the word of God was a seed a man sowed. And he was a man that sowed it. I like the way Brother Brown said, and he was the man that sowed it. And then if the word of God is a seed, and the seed put in proper condition, go back up to 19, whatever we read over there, 1961, uh, take what Brother Brown said, will of God, motive right, objective right, and have faith. All right, if you've done that right here, if you've done that right here, the seed's put in proper condition in a heart full of faith. It'll make every promise live. Amen. Now, see, he's talking about promises living. That's me and you. Amen. You and I are the promise of God. You and I are the promise of God in the end time to destroy Satan. By what? By your feelings? No. By your emotions? No. By how much of the words you are? It'll make every promise live. Bring forth what it's promised. All right, let's go over to the back side and read the last one. We already read the first one up there in 1961. <clears throat> 1963, show us the Father. And I go on record. He's done said that twice. I say this about the Word of God being a seed. If you can take the right mental attitude toward any divine promise of God, He will bring it to pass. Look, if you can get yourself in position... To believe that that promise was to you. He throwed every bit of it now to us. If you believe that promise was to you. Well, that's not me. No, you know what Peter said? Stood upon the day of Pentecost. He said, repent, be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for remission of sin. You shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For what? For the promise was given to you. And your children. Praise the Lord. You and your children. And them that are far off. If you get in your position, what is this right here? Positionally placing you in the body where you're supposed to be. Foot, hand, toe, uh, hair, eye, whatever it is. Little pinky, it doesn't matter. If you can get yourself in position to believe that that promise was to you. Not to your neighbor. Not to your wife. To you. And then what you do is it, you take it and you live it out. You present it then to the world. God is going to present us to the world. He's going to stand on the day of judgment and he's going to have all of his saints behind him and he's going to declare, I'll, I'll promise you, he's going to declare, he said, these people fought and overcome. And now they are going to judge you. And some of them are going to be shaking in their boots. 
Because they remember what they did wrong to you. And they remember that they didn't do right. They remember that they didn't do what God said through us. Through us. I mean all of us. Or there's going to be a group too, Sister Anna, that Sister Anna's going to be standing there one day and she's going to say, that guy changed my tire on the side of the road. Well, he may not know one thing about God. But God said, because you did it to one of my little ones, you've done it unto me. Enter into the joy of the Lord. Amen. They won't get to live in the city, but you know what? They'll be just as eternal as you are. But you'll be able to sit down, Sister Anna, and sit down under a tree for a couple thousand years and tell him how your fire got lit and why God did what he did through you because God was in you. Because he didn't know how God got in you because he didn't have, know that God did, wasn't in him. Well, he knew God wasn't in him, right? He may have heard a preacher. He may have turned it down. But eternal life is going to come through me and you. And today, folks, to a dying world, this is all they got. This is the only hope they got. They can't get it out there. Come on. This is the only hope of redemption. Full redemption is only hope is with the bride. You can call it what you want to call it. But the message of the hour was given to us for full redemption. And to take full redemption is going to redeem what? Us first, then the earth. Then the people at the white throne judgment. Wow. Wow, think of that. It won't give you a big head. You'll thank God. Thank you. Thank you for presenting it to me. And I said yes. Or I said that ain't nothing but the truth. And I didn't have to stand judgment. I didn't have to go through the tribulation. I didn't have to watch Israel and 144,000. I don't have to watch an atomic bomb. I don't have to worry about atomic bombs. They're worried about now Russia having dirty bombs. And dropping little bombs over here and little bombs over here. Our prophet told us. Everybody believe Brother Ramson is our prophet, right? He said they want an atomic bomb hit the earth until we're out of here. I'll take that. Because look, because we are equipped for the battle. Go and read the countdown. Read the countdown. He'll tell you. We are equipped for this end time. We're equipped for this, not just breaking the sound barrier. We're going to break the eternity barrier. Because there's nobody on earth eternal but the bride. But there's a whole bunch of them over there in the sixth dimension. A lot more than is over here. Everybody with me? There's a lot more over there than they are here, but they're all coming here. Because of what? Death being destroyed in me and you. But we got to show God this. We know, and I'm telling you one more time, that we these are requirements. So we have to go through. This is a course that you can't miss. This is a course you can't go from first grade to twelfth grade and miss all the other grades. You've got to go up to the statue of perfect man one virtue at a time. Now, all the virtues will be working in you, but you've got to come to a place one time and say, all right, that's it. I got this. I'm working. I got this. I'm working. What are you going to do? God's going to try you. <laughs> you gonna, oh, bro, well, it's going to get easier. No, it's going to get harder. But, that's like I said this morning about, about the little cat. I mean, that's, to me, that's a victory. That's a victory. 
may not be for you. Some of you still don't like cats. Well, I'm praying for you. So, somebody said amen. We pray for the sick. But ain't it the little things, though? That once you get rid of those little things that you... you there's got to be... Some, listen, if you're a Christian today... Right, we'll close right here. We'll read these later on. Because I wanted to talk about a double-minded man. The Bible says the double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. You know what double mind means? Wavering, uncertain, doubting, divided in interest. Who divides? Satan divides. God does not divide. He's a separator. He separates us from out there. Brother Brown called him a segregationalist. Because he separates us from the world. But listen, a double-minded person is wavering, uncertain, and doubting. How are you going to build? Now, if you had this foundation right here, and it was uncertain, wavering, in other words, built on shifting sand. You ever been out in the ocean, and, and the wave come in, and you put your foot down? All that sand underneath goes right out from under your foot. Why? Because it's sinking sand. But you can't do that with a rock. You go put your foot on a rock. That rock of Gibraltar has been there for thousands of years and haven't moved an inch. Amen? That's what we want to be on, that rock. And not be on sinking sand. Not be double-minded. Well, I think I might, but I, I and I'm going, and I, go back to this and read what Brother Brown said to do. Kids, young adults, us, how to make our decision. Is that it? That's it right there. Find out it's the will of God. Make sure it lines up with the Word, in other words. Right? Then check your motive and objective. Not his. Yours. And then have faith. Yes, stand on it. If you do those things, stand right here. If you want to go up to the Statue of Perfect Man, start at the. we've started, we've got the foundation, I believe, ready to go. But you can't be double-minded. Well, I think I, I don't think I need those. I think I'll do this up here, and I think I'll do this over here. <clears throat> That's not God. God's requirements are that we go up that Statue of Perfect Man. The curriculum is already set. But listen, the rewards is already there, too. Remember I said before, you're not going to get rid of all your problems, but you're going to be able to go through them and handle them and make them a victory. Where the world, when they go through something, they need a pill. Come on, somebody. They need a pill. They need a psychiatrist. They need to go this. They need to go dry out for a couple of weeks. They need to go there. Am I hitting something? But what do we do? When we go through a trial, we're going, hey, when's the next one? If it made me feel this good, give me another one. Oh, now, see, y'all say I'm crazy. Y'all looking at me like, mm, I don't want another one. I got delivered from being a cat killer, okay? Let me have my day. And like I said again, don't set no cats on my porch. I'll find my own. Me and Tabby's going to have a talk before we have to do this. Me and June's going to have to have a talk first. Can I go home with some of y'all today? I don't she says she's allergic to them. So am I. They die every time I get around them. Not anymore. Not anymore. But watch this. Let's read this right here and then we'll close. Let magicians come on. A person of virtue.
I'm talking about all the virtues. A person of virtue makes the progression from knowing what is right to doing what is right. It's good to know. Listen, the Pharisees knew the letter of the law. They knew every commandment. They knew every do this and wash this pot, put this stuff up, and Jesus said, ain't doing you no good. You're just going by rituals. You're just coming to church. You're just coming because Brother Wade said you need to come to church. No, you need to come to church like Brother Brown said because you want to. You have a desire. He or she intentionally chooses what to say, do, and value, reaching beyond the good toward the best. In every situation, a virtuous person knows that they have an opportunity to honor the Lord and reflect Him to others. Now, that was a... That, I got that out from a preacher on the Internet. Not a message preacher either. And that's profound. In every situation, a virtuous person knows that they have an opportunity to honor the Lord and reflect Him to others. Let's stand our feet. The problem they have with... Now listen, let me, let me just... Just for a minute. The problem they have is, is they can't live every word. So God don't have to honor everything they do. I said not everything, Right? God can't honor something non-word. But if we line ourselves up and get behind the word that, that the prophet brought, that we look through the filter of the message and see what the word is saying, and we get behind that, or actually get in it, then we've got to one-up on the world. But now problem, kids, all of y'all, you're going to look at people and they're going to say, why y'all wear dresses? Why y'all... Why y'all not cut your hair and say, man, I, I can trim mine up and I can be up and I can up and be gone in 15 minutes. And it takes 15 minutes for y'all to find your hair sometimes. Where'd it go? <clears throat> but they got something them people of the world don't have. They've got faith in what God said in his word. That a virtuous woman, in other words, dresses herself right. A virtuous woman acts right, clothes herself right, knows what to do, knows that her hair is her glory, knows that she's to present herself not to the world so that everybody can see. Amen? But then she can give herself to her husband. What a great thing. Just like us giving ourselves to Christ. And him what? The Bible says we're accepted in the beloved. I want to be accepted. But you're not going to be accepted if you're a prostitute. Now, you might have been one. I'm talking about spiritually. If you might have been one, even naturally. But God, if you take God at his word and say, God, this is what I'm going to live from this day forward. I'm going to try my best to read my Bible, pray, listen to the message of the hour, come to church, come to Sunday school, do everything. I'm, And then God, you know what he said? You know what brother I'm saying? If your motive and objective right. Just have faith that, that that you're going to grow. Have faith God's going to heal you. Have faith God's going to give you the Holy Ghost. If you're seeking the Holy Ghost today, just have faith that you got it already. What I read here where Brother Brown said, don't tell the devil that you're sick. Don't tell the devil you don't have faith. Don't testify nothing of the devil. I've got good faith. I believe God with all my heart. See, don't testify nothing of the devil. Nothing. Nothing. Don't testify anything of the devil. All right? You know why? Because if you give him an inch, he what? Takes a mile. 
Don't give him an inch. Give God an inch and it'll be eternal. Let's sing a song. God bless you. You are my refuge. You are my refuge. You are my sanctuary. When I feel afraid, you're my hiding place. You are my refuge. And when the storm is raging, underneath your wings, I rejoice and sing. You are my refuge. Once again. Yeah, we're human beings, but we're all children of God. You are my refuge when the storm is raging underneath your wings. Oh, I rejoice and sing. You are my You are my refuge. They told us, you know, in the book of Psalms, they said, run into there. Run into that refuge. Be hid in the pavilion that God has put up for me and you. It's so strange that Brother Branham read that Psalms for the rapture message. You're my refuge. Run into my shelter. Well, that's what we got to do before we go take a rapture. We got to be what? Under his wing. Under his shelter. Not concrete, not steel. Feathers. Underneath his feathers. You know what? Humanly, you'd rather trust steel and concrete, right? Humanly speaking, if you had, here comes a bomb. You've got a bomb shelter made out of concrete, a bomb shelter made out of steel, and you've got an eagle there with feathers out like this. Brother John, we go into one of these over here. But God said go to that one. These are going to be destroyed. But underneath his wing, underneath his wing is eternal life. That may get you temporary, but let me tell you something about them, about them bunkers. Then people just don't realize that when all, the, when all hell breaks loose and all the atomic explosion comes out, it's going to be months before they can come out of them bunkers. And they're going to have to breathe something. They're going to be breathing atomic junk. They're going to die. You know why? Because they didn't take up some feathers. If they just start giving themselves to God and get placed under his wing, you know what? They'll make it. But the world don't want that. The world does not want. They want technology. They They want somebody to put something together. So I can hide under, like we were talking about the, the, the uh, 
shot and everything. They want everybody now is going to take any all kind of shot. They got one for flu. They got one for uh, shingles. They got one for this and one for that. And that's okay. Take them. But we. What if one day we can't get to a shot, or you can't get to your blood pressure medicine? When you can't buy or sell, that means drugs too. We better start conditioning ourselves, not not taking them, but say, God, when the time comes, I'm going to have to trust in you. But I'm going to start having to trust in you right now. I'm going to trust in you right now. And then let's develop into that. If we need to have blood pressure medicine, guess what? You know what an old Indian said one time? He said, me don't need pharmacy. God put everything I need in ground. We've just developed Walgreens and something in the past hundred years. Before that, what'd you do? You ate a root. You, you boiled some tea. You, you put this together with that together. And the old Indian, a lot of our things that we got come from the Indians. Because you know what? They believed in God. They believed there was a God. They believed there was somebody that put their provisions on earth so they can live. So they give them all the herbs and everything they needed. That's what the Bible says. He gave the herbs and all for us to what? Live by. And that's okay, but that's what they're doing. They're mashing up all the herbs, giving it to you in a little pill. But we got to trust in God. Let's learn to trust in God. He's our refuge. The world's not. The doctors are not. This is our refuge. He's our hiding place. Satan can't find you when you're in Christ. He can find you everywhere else. When you get in Christ, he can't find you. You're hid. You're sheltered. That's why Brother Brown preached that. Because when we run into that pavilion, that's Jesus Christ. That's when the rapture is going to take place. The problem is we're running around here trying to figure something out to see if we can make it. Make it through because of this. Make it through because of that. We're only going to make it through because of God. That's the only thing we're going to make it through is because God's going to give us the provisions we need. He will absolutely. He has, he has recruited us. Amen. Amen. He's recruited us. He's given us everything we need, every weapon we need. He's already given it to us. Now let's use it. Take the sword and take it to the heart of the devil. All right? Amen. We're going to go downstairs and have uh, some cake and ice cream and honor Brother Dale. and got some gifts down there for him for being uh, 46 or so years now being the pastor of the church. And we appreciate him. We love him. It's like Brother Louis said. He's not, he's not been quieting. Maybe, maybe he has around here, but no, his voice is going all over the world. Amen. And I appreciate that. There's not a lot of people you can say that about, but we can say that about, about Brother Dale. That, that when we come to the, when we come to the, uh, um, we're not going to come to the judgment, but we're going to, we're going to go to that other dimension to the wedding supper and we, they're going to say, where'd y'all come from? Well, we from Lula. And they all, they all ain't, they ain't going to do like they did down here. They go, really? No, they're going to say, man, y'all made it. Yeah, we made it. You didn't think it was going to, but we did. How'd you make it? Remember the old thing where they get over here and they're going, how'd that person make it? And then the person over there is going, how'd that person make it? <clears throat> I'm not going to worry as long as I see you there. I ain't going to worry about how we get there. Amen. As long as we are able to walk on streets of gold. As long as we're able to be at the marriage supper together, I don't care. Climb over, scream. Hey, listen, it's a battle. 
And all great warriors were made when the battle was the hottest. All great warriors. It was not in time. I don't know anybody that's been a hero that the, that the army has decorated that was sitting at the mess hall. Think about it. Now, they did have to go eat, them five-star generals that were going to be. But where did they win their awards at? Where did they win all their, their, um, their things? In the battle. They persevered. They won the victory by what? And if, if man can give you something to make it, God ought to be able to give you a lot more to make it with. So trust in him. Don't trust in man. Don't trust in anything. Trust in God. Trust in God sent people like Brother Dale and different ones. Brother Mike Oltig, man, pray for him. We need him. We still need these warriors around. We don't, we don't need them. Uh, we need them in the front. We don't need them in the back. We need them in the front. Amen. Let's bow our heads. Dear Lord, thank you for this time that we have. That we have to talk about you, Lord, to the possession of the greatest people on the face of the earth. We can name many people. Truly, the MacArthur's, the Patton's, the Sherman's, and all the different ones, the Robert E. Lee's, and we, we can talk about all these great war generals. But the greatest warrior one day stood and said, I'll take it so that they can be victorious. I'll go to a cross and I'll die. But I'm coming out of that grave and all power in heaven and earth is being given unto me and I'm going to now give it to my bride. And we're going to defeat Satan right here in his own grounds. A squatter on our property. Father, you've given us the equipment to drive him off. And I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus that all sickness... That all trouble and trials, as far out as my voice goes, Lord, even to Brother Mike, Lord, we, I pray that you would just drive all that, all that pain and that hurting. You drive it away from him. Let it be a miracle, Father. Lord, we believe in a miracle-working God. We believe in a God that said, don't, don't ask little things, ask big things. Lord, I pray that when they start working on his shoulder even, after they finish tomorrow... That, Lord, it won't be as bad as they thought. That you've already set the healing power begun in his shoulder, Lord. Because he needs that arm to hold the Bible. He needs that arm to write notes. He's left-handed just like me and it left hand's what's messed up. Lord, he needs that to do his job. And we pray that you would help him now and touch him, Father. Bless each one here, Lord. Bless us as we go down and, <clears throat> and honor our pastor on, on Appreciation Month. That you'll keep him strong, Lord, and be with each one, Lord. Take care of us. Lead us and guide us by your Holy Spirit, Lord. Be with all the ministers around the world, Father. All the ones that's fighting this battle. That we become victorious because of you, Lord. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. You're dismissed. Brother Aaron will be speaking Wednesday night. Just keep us in prayer. God bless you. You're dismissed. Lord, my hiding place. You are.